Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Robert Martinez. Thanks for being on the show, Robert. Hey, Whitney, thanks for having me on your show and congratulations on all your success. Thank you. You as well. You as well. Reading your bio and talking to you already is very impressive what you've accomplished and I'm honored to have you on the show. But a little about Robert. He's CEO of Rockstar Capital, an investment and multifamily property management firm specializing in the acquisition and management of value-add opportunities in Texas. Currently, the portfolio consists of 3,699 units across 21 communities. As the CEO and founder, he directs the investment strategy, sources the investment capital, and secures the appropriate financing. Since 2000, 2011, his company is one of the most decorated property management companies in Texas with 17 city, state, and national apartment association awards and top rated status by apartmentratings.com for their portfolio from 2015 to 2018. Their communities ranked in the top 1% nationally for online resident satisfaction. And his awards and stuff go on and on. I mean, Robert, just grateful to have somebody at your level and that's done all this and performing at this level, you know, on the show. And, and I know you're going to bring lots of value to the listeners and, and expose a lot of people to who you all are as well. But tell the listeners a little more about where you're located and what your focus is right now. Right. So I own a company called Rockstar Capital Management. Uh, we're located in Houston, Texas, and we buy a variety of deals. We only focus on multifamily. So class A, class B, class C. I am an owner operator. And what does that mean is that I manage my own assets. I've been involved in uh, multifamily real estate since 2007. I got my education through a local real estate club here in Houston. I grew uh, my awareness and education that way. I was the COO of a previous company before, and then in 2011, founded Rockstar Capital Management. Uh, as you mentioned, we've grown on. When you're an independent owner, you're very passionate. You're very passionate, and you wear your heart on your sleeve, you know, and which means I'm very competitive. And if anything is wrong with my properties, it's my fault. No one else's fault because I allow it to occur. I believe it's just, you know, the whole concept of, uh, you know, necessity is a mother of invention, right? If it hurts enough, you'll do something about it. If it doesn't, then you won't. And uh, I don't like to hurt. I don't like criticism or ridicule. I want everything to be the best that it can be. With that, I think that's what's fueled our growth. We've only grown in the last recent years. You know, In 2011, I bought one deal. In 2012, I bought one deal. In 2013, I bought one deal. And we started winning awards. And I realized, you know, we've got a little formula here. We've got a good secret sauce. And I've got some really good thoroughbreds in the stable. Why don't we, you know, that are winning these awards with me, right? Because it's a team sport. Real estate is a team sport. You cannot do it all by yourself because I'm not the one who has to go out there in the middle of the night when something's not working. That's going to be someone else. But why are they going to go out there? Are they going out there out of fear? Or are they going out there out of love? Are they going out there because they don't want to let you down? So I take a personal interest in each of my staff. I find out who they are. I get their situation and I try to help them. And I operate under the concept of if I help them, they're going to help me. And it's worked really, really well. And so in 2014, that was the first we started buying more than just one deal a year. We bought actually four. But they were smaller, right, in the 100-unit to 150-unit range. And that's great, but you don't get all the economies of scale. I was buying those small deals because I felt that if I had one manager in the office, then they're that much closer to the resident. There's no one in between. There's not an assistant manager. There's nobody else. So if something is said, if you have the right person in the chair, she's going to act on it. She can help the resident meet their needs. But I realized, though, that as, as you grow, you need to have a bigger budget. 
A budget fixes everything. You don't have an expense problem. I follow Grant Cardone a lot. And I was actually on his show last year and the video went viral. I had my two boys with me who are now 13 and 11, last August, 2018. And one of the things that he mentioned to me is that bigger is better. And it took me a little while to understand that concept, but it is. When you have more budget, you can do more. You don't have an expense problem. You have an income problem. So generate more income, right? You can have more budget to have better marketing. You can have more budget to have a better quality staff. And so as we grew our company, we started buying bigger deals and a little bit. So instead of buying four smaller deals, we buy two bigger deals. And then next, thing you know, it's three bigger deals. And so we've grown out of 21 communities across Texas. Recently, we just expanded outside of Houston and going down to South Texas in, in the Corpus Christi area. And we're doing really well there. It's very exciting. Uh, we're building a brand. We use a lot of video to tell our story. And, you know, because nobody shows up on a Saturday morning to look for apartments. They do all their research during the week. And they find you on the different reputation sites, Google, Facebook, apartmentratings.com, Yelp. And you've got to make sure that you're represented the way you want to be represented. Otherwise, because if you don't, who's leaving you reviews? People that are angry with you. And why are they angry with you? Because they're being evicted. Or because you don't, they don't want to follow community policies or community directives, right? And so you've got to go and drown out the noise. And so, you know, we realize that, wait, every time somebody renews, aren't they happy? Yeah. Every time somebody moves in, aren't they happy? So why are we asking for a review? Why are we letting the haters dictate our reputation? So we've gotten very good at reputation management. As I mentioned earlier, when you and I were probably speaking, you know, I've got four properties that are ranked in the top 1% of all communities in the country. That's 101,000 communities in the United States. I've got four that are ranked in the top 1% of only 21 properties. So we put a lot of effort on our brand and our reputation, and it's very important to us. But again, I said, I'm a very emotional guy, right? I wear my emotions on my sleeve, my heart on my sleeve. It's a representation of who I am. So I want it to be the best that it can be. Love it. That's awesome. I want it to be the best that we can be. And and yeah, I love that. And so I wanted to back up a little bit and talk about, you know, when did you decide to self-manage? When was that? Was it on the first property or was it, you know, two or three properties into it? How did you determine that? You know, I've got a strong sales background. I went to Texas A&M. I have an engineering degree, but, you know, I wasn't one of those 4.0 guys that you hire and you put like in a think tank. I was going to be the kind of soul of the think tank, right? It sold you the concept and the value add and the benefit cost analysis. And so when I got into real estate, I recognized, man, this is just like what I used to do, but actually a lot easier. Because if I could sell a $100,000 piece of equipment to a guy with a PhD and explain to him the cost benefit analysis, then I could certainly lease a $500 apartment to a guy making $35,000 a year. And so very quickly, I recognized that I could do this. And, you know, it's very hard for me to give my money to somebody when I think I can do that too. And so I walked away from my day job. I was making six figures and I realized that the opportunity for me was in real estate. And so I dove right in and I put $200,000 in my first deal. You know, I syndicated that deal with, with some other people and I took care of it and I guarded it with my life as what I did. And I think that if you will find out very quickly who you are when your money's on the table. And so I'm very big of having skin in the game and I don't, there's nothing wrong with third party property management companies. It's just not for me because unless they have skin in the game, then they don't feel my pain. They don't understand we got to win at all costs. We got to make sure that they make a decision. Here right now, I walked two properties this morning. These are my historical, my legacy properties that I bought in 2010, 2011. And there's a couple of small little things that are being, we're talking about on how to protect our history and our legacy moving forward. Even though occupancy is at 96% and we're getting rents, I still want to invest in it, right? Well, I want to be involved in those conversations. I want to be able to make a decision right there on the spot. And we made it say, hey, go, go get a quote on that. And let's see if we can work that in the budget for January. You know, even though we're doing really well, we want to continue to do well. So you got to keep investing your properties. 
How does that happen if you're doing it with a third party? You don't get to act on the spot. You don't get to make those reactions. You're a big giant battleship, right? And you're like, I want to turn left. And you want to try to turn left, but you can't. When you operate independent owner operator, you can make those decisions right there on the spot. Policy becomes off of this conversation. You and I have a conversation right now. You give me an idea or something, tomorrow it becomes policy for us. And we implement it. And I think that's the key to a lot of our success, you know, and that success, you know, uh, has generated 12, 100% cash out refinances where I literally buy a property and within a 36 to 48 month period, now through cash flow and through a giant cash refinance event, you're getting all your money back. We've done that 12 times. That's pretty good. And so over a 10 year period, we're probably looking at a 3X if not a higher return for our investors. And we know we've got about 91 million in investor capital that I take care of. So I take it very serious. I take it very personal. You know, my mom's in those deals. My other family's in the deals. And I got to know that I, I go to bed at night with a clean conscience, knowing that I did all I could today to bring value. Nice. And so I know, you know, being able to do this, you know, your team is so important and you elaborate on that a little bit. And you talked about, you know, the personal interest that you take in each staff member. And tell me about how you've built this team to operate, you know, at this level and how you do take that personal touch. It's a credit that I get to my father. My father works for a company called Whataburger, which is a fast food retail chain. And it just seemed like his stores always did better than everybody else's. And I didn't know at the time, because I was in my own little life. I was a kid. He was always on the phone. There was no cell phones back then. So he's, in the, he's on the house phone or he's on his beeper and I was giving him calls. And I would hear him talk to people. And I think some of that just kind of stuck in me. But this is a people game. you know. And if you find out what makes you tick and what your hearts and your goal, your desires are, and I make them important to me, and I help you achieve them, chances are you're going to want to help me achieve my goals right? Because I think people generally want to help other people out. They just don't know how. Well, here you are. If I help you out, you're going to ask me how to help me out. You know, I don't expect you to work hard every day. You shouldn't work as hard as me. I'm the owner. But how do I, how will you, how do you take that extra effort if I've gone and I've helped you? If I've gone and I've done things that make your life easier to help you get your goals, I think there's a great chance that you're going to help me. It doesn't always work out, but that you're going to want to help me get my goals. You know, and I think so we play in a team atmosphere here. I'm not going to go into the jungle by myself. I want to go in there with holding hands with a bunch of people because there's a better chance of me getting out alive, right, if I have a bunch of people with me. No doubt about it, especially if, if you've already been adding value to them and hopefully they care about you a little bit. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and if, but hired right. And I mean, right now we just, like I said, I walked a couple of properties and the first manager I talked to, you know, she's been there for two years. And I didn't know her as well as I needed to know her. And I asked her all these kind of questions, man. And I now know why she's successful. I now know why she's at 96, 97% every month. Because she has heart. And if you surround yourself with heart, heart doesn't quit. I don't need the most talented guy in the room. I need the guy with the most heart. I'll give you skill set. I'll help you grow. I'll tell you what I need. But I can't give you heart. You either have it or you don't. You either have work ethic or you don't. Her first job was working at Walmart. And she worked the graveyard shift. And she did that for the better part of two years. And she worked at a subway and she became from just being a team member to growing and become the store manager over four years. The girl's only 26 today. I mean, what, what does that say about who she is, her property? And then I find out from the regional that that's my number one. I mean, yeah, I believe it. I can see it in her heart. I know who she is. I don't even have to look at the P&Ls to know that she plays every day with her. The question she was asking me, I always ask, like, what can I do to make your job easier? What do you need at the property? She immediately started talking about her team, her maintenance team about making sure that we pay them for the extra time that they put in, that they save us thousands of dollars on plumbing work. What can we do? What kind of consideration can we give them to help them? And I thought that was so selfless, right? That she was even asking for herself. She was asking for them. And I knew immediately, when you surround yourself with people like that, you're going to win. 
you're going to win. I don't have to look at the PLs to know that we're doing really well. Give me a couple tips on finding people like that. I think service industry is really big because this is a sales sport. So I think it's very good to have people that know how to look you in the eye, that can have a clean voice, that can speak and sell themselves. I, you're not going to get a 10 sales. You're not going to find a Grant Cardell and everybody for sure. But if you have people that have a caring heart, have a servant heart, they're going to go out there. And want to, you know, remember, we're in a, we take care of people. That property is 126 units. If you throw in all the kids and all the family members, they're probably multiply that by two and a half to three. That's a lot of folks. 400 to 500 folks are living there. And she takes care of all of them. It's just one person in that office. So you got to find people that have that kind of background. So we're really big on uh, service industries, retail, restaurant. Those have been our big winners for us. Nice. Okay. So you talked about how you all are really big on reputation management and why that's important and drowning out the noise, you know, some things. I'd love for you to elaborate on some of that reputation management and even some of the branding techniques you all are using. Well, for sure. As I were saying, nobody shows up on a Saturday. They do other research during the week. So how do you rise above the noise? Well, you got to make sure your reviews, right? Because nobody goes to Best Buy and think, oh, I want this one. They ask the sales guy, hey, which ones want everybody buying? Right. We're just that's just how we are. We're wired like that as humans. We don't want to make a decision. So if you read a positive review, wow, and you read another one, and you read another one, and you're like, wow, this must be a nice place to live. I'm gonna give it a try. Then you go and you check out their website and you see their videos and their videos are what, what it's like living at their communities. The videos are what the amenities look like. You see a dog park, you see a barbecue pavilion area, you see areas that where there's engagement and community feel, you're more than likely to be there versus just a website. You know, that's how we started out. We started with just websites that are just basically platforms for the investors to log in and try to pay their rent, right? But no, it's a book. It's number two, to storytell. So you need to storytell and tell your brand because if you're not promoting yourself, you're demoting yourself. How are you going to know how great it is to live with us if we don't tell you? Now, I know your mom and your dad, they tell you growing up that, you know, don't talk about yourself, stay in line, color within the lines. That's not how it works, man. You know, as children, we color outside the lines, right? That's how we wire. We like to talk. We're talking. We're so loud. And then somewhere along the line, we get conditioned. That's what's happened, everybody. We've gotten conditioned. We don't tell you who we are. Quick story. My little boy, I got approached one time at a parent night by the parents of, of another little boy in his class. Because, oh, you're Ryan's dad. Uh, yeah, yeah, very nice to meet you. They're like, no, 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 you don't understand. We hear your son's name all the time. I go, really? Yeah, Ryan's the fastest in the school. Ryan's the strongest in the school. Ryan's the smartest in the school. Well, who do you think told that little boy that? Ryan did. And so the myth became facts, right? And so I don't know if he's the smartest guy. I don't know if he's the fastest guy, but Ryan believes he is. And so he told the people, and now that's the reputation. So you either want to be considered well or you don't. It's your job to tell your story. And so as the owner of the business, it's my job to tell our story. It's my job to tell you that we won those 17 awards. It's my job to tell you how important reputation is, right? Because we're promoting ourselves. And you either you've got to learn how to do it because then you will rise above the noise. Love that. That's a great analogy too about your son. Or just yeah, yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some other ways that maybe you all are using either social media and also, you know, things like that to help with branding and, and pushing your name out? Picture would tell a thousand words, video tells a million words. It's amazing, right? Or podcasts. Any way to communicate is on this podcast, right? Everybody listens to podcasts now. They're in the car. They're at the gym. This morning, I was listening to podcasts at the gym. In the car, I'm listening to something. I listen to Grant Cardone. I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. I listen to some other podcasts and things that get me going. You know, and you've got to communicate your message. It's just simple as that. You know, communicate your message, but also surround yourself. You kind of like engage in this daily. Somehow, I don't know how it's wired. I don't have the answers to life, Whitney. But I can tell you, the more I think about something, the more reality becomes. 
People say you can manifest your reality. There's no secret. You know, in the book, The Secret, the whole secret is work, right? If you say it enough times, it's going to work. If you believe it, like our goal is to get, we're at 3,699 units. We want to get to 10,000 units. That's our goal. And I say it over and over and over again. It's amazing since I came up with that goal, how much we've pushed in that direction. Buying bigger deals, buying better assets. Two years ago, I didn't have anybody on marketing, and I've got a seven-person marketing team. And it's just a commitment. Is it important to you? Is it important to you? Yeah. So I'll take a little less because I want that, and I'll put budget into that group because I want to stand above the noise. I want to create commercials. I don't, but nobody's watching on ABC, CBS, and ABC. They're watching here, right here on the phone. And you got to learn Facebook. You got to learn Instagram because pretty much if you don't learn this today, you deserve to go out of business because it's all right here. This is the gateway. This is the platform to communicating with the masses. And you got to tell your story. Love it. I agree completely. That's a little Gary V right there. <laughs> I've had yeah. a chance to meet him a couple of times. And one of the greatest things, I went to his 4D event about a year ago, that, or maybe two years ago now. And that started everything. Within two months, I had my first videographer because I believed it because Gary convinced me of it. You know, in February, I got a chance to take the team up there. We had a 30-minute conversation in his office, right? It didn't make his daily V thing, but it made my daily rock, right? So, you know, if you want to go that, you can find us on YouTube at the Apartment Rockstar. And you can find that video with me and Gary and, and the rest of my team. But yeah, you got to surround yourself. You know, you got to network yourself. You know, for me, that was adult Disneyland. Meeting Gary, meeting Grant Cardone. I'm going to have a chance to maybe meet Tarek Musa, or I don't know how to pronounce his last name on Flip or Flop. He might be coming out and hanging out with me in September. And I'm really excited about that, right? Because that's how you grow. You surround yourself with people that are already where you want to be. And it drives you and it fuels you. So what's the future for Rockstar Capital? I know you said the 10,000 units. I guess, tell me, how are you getting there? How are you pushing to get there? What's helping you grow faster? Well, you know what? It's funny. I don't mean to keep name dropping it, but Gary said to me, if you're good enough, the market will find you. And he says that on, the, on his podcast. And it's true. As we've grown, as we've pushed out the brand, it's amazing. I get contacted by a lot of people. So I've, we're raising investor equity and I want to grow. I want to grow to 10,000 units. I want to become synonymous with independent real estate owning. I want to be that guy. I want to be the owner operator, not the guy that syndicates, not the guy that goes in like, you know, uses their party. I want to be that owner operator guy. You know, I want to be able to look back and know that I gave it my all and I helped as many people along the way and I helped their kids go to school or I helped them get out of debt or, you know, whatever the situation is. And that to me, that's a legacy. I want to keep growing. We've got a breast cancer walk that we started back in 2015 under our triple part of our company called Rockstar Cares. My mother got diagnosed with breast cancer and it just hit me. I needed to do something. And I, and I realized how preventable it was just through education. And through education, everything's possible, right? And so we started this breast cancer walking for three years now. We've been putting it on within a suburb of Houston. And it's just been a phenomenal success. I just want to continue to give back. I think the success fuels the give back. And it's just a big circle that goes on there again and again. So it's really exciting. Awesome. And Robert, what's been the, the hardest part of the syndication journey for you? You know, you were doing one deal a year. Now you're growing a lot faster. But what's been the most difficult part? I think for sure the very first deal is going to be the hardest, right? Because you're an unknown. Nobody knows who you are. And why should I invest money with you? Why should I send you $50,000, $100,000? You know, for all you guys that are out there trying to syndicate your first deal, I would totally get involved in a real estate club because that's what's in the real estate club is people who want to buy deals and people who actually want to operate the deals and get in there and find a good one in Houston, in San Antonio, in Dallas. There's a lot of big ones here in Texas. Get involved, network there, and get known, right? I think the word's out. Apartments is the way to go. There's a lot of, you know, you can truly be passive if you want to invest that way. And find a guy that's got some energy. Find a guy that has a skill set 
that you don't think you have that you would like to invest with, right? And see where it goes from there. But also educate yourself in the process. Don't just blindly give your money away to somebody. So I think that if you can communicate what you're going to do differently than the other guy, because we're all fighting for the same dollar essentially, right? What can you do? You know, I'm using Facebook. I'm using Instagram. I'm using podcasts such as this. I'm getting our story, our own videos. You're getting out there. You're perfecting your craft because it's not just about operating apartments anymore, right? You've got to actually, you know, go out there and sell yourself. Because if you can't sell yourself, how are you going to sell your apartments? I joined the group, that real estate club, with a lot of people, and they have all kinds of backgrounds, accounting, scientists, engineering. And I'll tell you what, the best guys that have done the best are the sales guys because they get it. It's a great skill set. So if you're not a good sales guy, that's okay. Find you one. Find you somebody, partner with him, do something, and figure out how to promote what it is you're trying to do. Maybe you're the number guy, maybe you're the organization guy, but someone's got to tell people how you're going to do it, why your organization is so great, why you're such a good numbers guy, how you understand people. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. So maybe it'll lead into this, but i like to ask everybody the way that your business has recently improved that we can apply to ours. I think the videos was a big game changer. I think understanding that websites are more than just a way, a place to show pictures. I think you need to understand the algorithms that go involved with, with how to advertise on Facebook and Instagram. And it's not going to happen overnight, but it's in Google. You just got to do a little research, you know, and figure out, right? And it's, there's no one way, like, and it's hard to measure the ROI, but I'm going to tell you, if you live with the belief that everybody's on the phone and you make that your, your priority, you will figure out how to advertise. I think advertising is really big. Try to take away, like, try to find your weakness and try to come up with a defense. Our weakness right now is that I rely on apartments.com. I rely on rent.com. I rely on apartment guy and these other big players, right? But why? Because we got too lazy to go and learn how to advertise on social media, right? Remember 10 years ago, oh, it's just a fad. Facebook's not going to be around, whatever, whatever. No, it's like everywhere everybody goes. And when Instagram and Facebook go out, everybody freaks out because they're so dependent on advertising on those platforms. But your podcast was still alive. LinkedIn was still alive. There was no issue that day. So I think it's, it's understanding how to advertise and using all the different channels to keep pushing forward. And I think that's something that's really helped us a lot in the last 24 to 36 months. It just, it's not about just leasing apartments every day because you got to generate your own leads, right? So you're either going to pay for it or you can do it yourself. And if you can do it yourself, that's what's going to take care of you long run versus because those guys can charge you three times the rack rate tomorrow. And then what? Mm. No, I love then it. Then what? Yeah. If you don't know how to do it yourself, you don't need them. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Heart. I invest in people. I think people believe in me and trust in me as a result. And they try to help me get what I want. It's a very big family atmosphere of rock star. Uh, you know, I hate to do a little plug, but I was recently honored as one of the most admired CEOs in Houston. And that award is based on the submission that your team sends in on why your team thinks you should be admired. There were 300 nominees. There were only 42 for-profit companies that made the banquet table, you know, and I was very proud of that. It's one of the most proudest moments of my life was the fact that my team saw how much I put into this. And so I think that my heart is what separates me and a little bit of innovation. I don't like to lose. So I try to find out a way. If the pain's enough, you'll figure out a way to fix it. So I ask every guest also, you already touched on this, but how do you like to give back? Man, we've got charity is such a big part of what we do whether it's the back-to-school drives for the kids or the drive that we do the Apartment Association. But I'm a real big proponent on just legacy. What can you do? Last year, we did Rockstar Scholars, which is scholarships awards for our, our, our team members and their families. As I mentioned before, we've got Rockstar Carriage, which does a variety of charitable events. 
whether it's, you know, food for the homeless. We had a monster hurricane here a couple of years ago, if you remember. We did all we could to raise supplies and go and visit those properties that were hurt the most, and properties, those communities that were hurt the most, and try to help out. But our breast cancer walk is our big signature item that we do every year, and it's, it's coming up in October. And so I'm really excited about that. But I think charity is a big, big part of life, right? When you realize that you're not alone and that your impacts will last, right? It's not about who you are today, but it's about the lives that you touch and who they touch tomorrow. And I think once you realize that there's a big domino effect in life, and I think I learned that from my dad. I think, I, you know, when I was, um, my dad passed away a couple of years ago, and I didn't know my dad the way other people knew my father. But when they would go up there doing the eulogy and they were talking about him, how if it wasn't for him, that their children wouldn't have gone to school and graduated, that they would have not recovered from being a drug addict or an alcoholic. He helped them that here it is years later, they didn't work with him anymore and they felt the need to come back. That really woke me up. And that was right around the time when we started Rockstar Cares is that there is a long-term benefit to give back and helping other people. So it's become a big part of who we are as a company. Couldn't agree more, Robert. And I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate your time today. You've been a great guest and going into why you all self-manage and that process of doing that and building that team, why those team members are so important, the branding and and how you've done that with through video and social media and the importance of being on the phone. But I can't thank you enough, Robert, for your time. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about Rockstar. Well, again, it's Robert Martinez, CEO of Rockstar Capital. And you can find us at www.rockstarcapital.com. You can go on Instagram at The Apartment Rockstar, which is my tagline, or on YouTube at The Apartment Rockstar. you got a bunch of videos. I don't charge for anything. It's just content. It's just free stuff to help you guys be better operators. Awesome, Robert. That's great. Fantastic show. Thank you so much. Hey, Whitney, thanks for having me on the show. It was an absolute pleasure. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.